right, today's question comes from Ryan in Virginia. Ryan writes, I have some friends that are trying to achieve financial freedom through retailing MLM products online and networking with other MLM, multi-level marketing retailers. They are a very sweet, very sincere, but seemingly very innocent couple. I think you mean innocent as in... Naive. Naive. The wife does take on occasional outside work currently, but I wonder how much of her income is absorbed back into trying to make their MLM business work. I haven't yet asked them what their net annual revenue income is from the MLM. They've been at it for two years, or if they keep track of actual hours put into their business, what's an hourly wage, etc. But before I do, I want to ask if MLMs are still the shady, barely legal, pyramid schemish companies they used to be, or what your views on MLMs are. I haven't found much good said about them online. What do you think about them, and what might you suggest in way of having a conversation with my friends about it? Um, <clears throat> Federal Trade Commission says that 99% of the people that join an MLM lose money. That's a staggering statistic. It's hard to actually believe. I'm not sure I do believe it. Um, the AARP did a different study that came with different numbers, came with different results. So I haven't looked into the methodologies on the studies to tell you, but they say that um, 27% of the people that join an MLM actually make a profit um, and that 70, you know, whatever the balance is, 73% lose money. Uh, not quite as uh, harsh as the FTC number, but um, I think if you've just got good walking around sense and you've got a few decades under your belt, you can. we can all agree that the vast majority of people that start in an MLM do not make money. They lose money, whether it's well in excess of half. So there's a high probability that this couple, statistically speaking, has actually lost money for the, and has made no money for the hours they've invested. So, um, And that's just an observation. That's not a, actually a moral statement. It's not an ethics statement. I'm not saying whatever, whatever. What did he say here? Barely legal, pyramid schemish. That's. I'm not saying any of that. The bottom line is just the people that get in it generally don't make it, um, and so it generally makes the top five percent of the people in the thing. Uh, they make all their money off of recruiting, and uh, people buying the kits that uh, or whatever it is they buy when they become a recruit and you know or sign up for the licensing or whatever it is they have to do. And the uplines make money on that, uh, or they go um, they go sell what you know. The methodology generally what happens is life insurance companies do the same thing. Uh, they hire someone young and inexperienced uh, with ac- absolutely very little uh, belief that that person is going to be with them for ten years, but they use them to get to their closest circle of friends, their uncle John, and their uh, you know, their grandpa Dave, and they use them to get an appointment because they couldn't get in to see John or Dave. But when, you know, the nephew calls up, it's just out of college and he's 24, we'll we'll let them come over with, because he's in training with his boss. And so they'll come over and pitch you life insurance. It's called working your natural market. And, but when they use up the, uh, the person's, uh, call list of, what they call their natural market, the people that they actually have credibility with, then they've, they've run their course and the person can't make money. And so 80% of the people that join the life insurance world to sell life insurance are out of the business in one year. And that's not a multi-level thing. It's life insurance. So, um, but it's the same concept here. They work your natural market. So they recruit someone and then takes you take them to mom and daddy, you take them to your brother, you take them to your high school friend, 
uh, who will let you in the door, but they wouldn't let anybody else in the door otherwise. And you recruit them or you sell them makeup or whatever it is you're going to sell them, whatever the multi-level's doing, right? Um, and so I do personally know a handful of people that have made seven figures in that world. Um, I know another guy who got so who used to speak for him all the time, got so disillusioned with the fact they were making more money selling books to the motivational books and tapes to their audience than they were running the actual business. The business was like a seminar business behind the scenes. And he, he was part of it because he was one of the speakers and he got so disillusioned with that. He quit. He wouldn't speak for him anymore. And he's a professional speaker and author to this day. And you'd know his name if I named it. But he won't, he won't work with them anymore. But he worked with them for years. He was very well known in their ranks. Um, and so all of that to say, um, if you tell me you're in an MLM because it's a great part-time job, I'll tell you statistically you're a fool. If you tell me you're in an MLM because you want to grow a large sales organization and you have a skill set that helps you to become a sales manager to 100 or to 1,000 people uh, or 100 people that have 100 people, that have a hundred people, uh, I'm going to tell you, you might get rich. You might be one of the handful that makes a ton of money. But in the meantime, the people that join are inordinately bothersome to the rest of us. You hate to see them coming, don't you? It can be pretty tough. It can be pretty tough. Oh, you're going to be nice about this, aren't you? Well, (laughs) it can be real tough. Um, I always appreciate the young kids when they're hustling and, and trying to sell me Cutco or something. Like, That's I, it. So I always Cutco appreciate does, it. Cutco runs the exact same model, too. Not multi-level, but they run the work the natural market. Yeah. I, I mean, I always appreciate it. Some, this, yeah, they get their dad's cell I phone I got a lot and, of their dadgum knives because Sharon won't keep them out of my house. <laughs> but it, I think one of the most bother them, bothersome— great knives, by Yeah, way. they're incredible knives. Bothersome things about this— question is um that if ryan was sitting with me the guy who wrote in and and asked this question i would say hey have they ever even asked you your opinion yeah there's that because this guy sounds like he's spending a ton of time um he's already made up his mind wondering what their finances are like and whether they're making the right decisions whether they're doing what they're like man you don't get a vote unless they ask you in and so if they ask you in then you can give your opinion but and it doesn't sound like they're asking you in. It sounds like you're just waiting for a chance to say, hey, what you're doing is wrong and evil and bad, and you're going to lose money, and what are you doing? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're, you're those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. And talking someone that's in an MLM out of being in one is about like trying to get somebody that loves crypto to not buy crypto. Or to argue somebody out of their religious stance. This is not going to work. Or who they vote for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Trump has caused all kinds of problems, climate change, everything else. Well, the people that hate Trump hate him for for things he never even did. It's amazing. <laughs> Everyone so, hates every politician for things they, they never, never even did. did. That's true. I saw a great one the other day. It was uh, it was uh, like a library, and Obama was sitting at a table, and he had a uh, chocolate chip cookie and a glass of milk, and he picked it up, and the chocolate chip cookie was way too big, and he tried to dip it in the milk, and he got all mad, and he goes, "Thanks, Obama." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody blames everybody for everything all the time. Blames himself as long as it's somebody else, right? So I I just I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with John in that sense. Ryan, mind your own business is not your problem. Yeah. But um, let's ask. But what do we think about MLMs? Uh, In general, I'm not mad at them. If you want to go do one, be prepared to be a recruiter and a sales trainer, and and be prepared to manage a high turnover organization. And if you want to do that, and that's your call you have a chance of making this into a career and making money. 
none of them are good part-time jobs, statistically. Um, and, and so you, you can do a lot better things on your side hustle.